Baby, you a song you make me wanna roll my windows down and cruise. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the St. Ambrose University Sports Show on KALA HD2 106.1 FM. This is Schistel Speaks Sports, the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show. And as always, I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, September 14th, 2023, and it was an absolutely beautiful day around the Quad Cities area and here on the campus of St. Ambrose University. Really, it's just been kind of a crazy weather week all week. Sometimes it's really cold during the day. Sometimes it's absolutely beautiful. I know I know. today I think it hit a high of 82 in terms of the real feel, but when I first woke up this morning to walk over to the gym with my roommate, it was about 50 degrees for the real feel. So just really a mix of everything and a mix of what really everybody would love unless you're one of those 10-degree weather lovers. Those I do not understand, but I respect it. With fall sports moving full speed ahead, let's jump right into the action because this is an action-packed show. Now, normally I'd start out with the SAU soccer teams, but I feel like changing it up a little bit because it's been a really weird week around KALA, and just really for my week it's been a bit weird. So we're going to actually hit the links to start things off with a little SAU golf talk. In the world of St. Ambrose golf, the Fighting Bees were back in action this past weekend, competing in the Mount Mercy Fall Invitational from Hunter's Ridge Golf Course in Marion, Iowa. Overall, the Fighting Bees fared okay in this Invitational, with the men placing just a bit better than the women's team did, also in the Mount Mercy Fall Invitational. Now let's take a look at both teams individually here. To start it off with the men's team, it was a fourth place finish out of the 14 teams competing from Marion. The Fighting Bees shot 35 over par as a team in the Invitational, as they unfortunately really didn't even come close to the champions. Kirkwood Community College was named the winning team, shooting one under par. Thus, the Bees were a whopping 36 strokes behind Kirkwood, and I will say... It's very rare that when I'm talking about SAU golf, you'll see a team finish with an under par score. And if so, it is normally only one under, two under, just like Kirkwood was. But either way, I do have to give some credit to Kirkwood Community College because that is a job well done all around by their golfers. Individually for the Bees, Jacob Stotzel was the best golfer, shooting three over in the two-day event and tying for fifth place. The next best golfer for the Bees was Dylan McAleer, who placed 12th at 5 over par, so just two shots from being in that tie for 5th and just missing the top 10 for McAleer. It was a wide range of scores as the best golfer was Kirkwood's Gannon Hall at 4 under par, so a great job out of Hall, whereas last place was actually Graceland's Connor Deutsch with with a score of 44 over par, so... A whopping 48-shot range 
in the Mount Mercy Fall Invitational for the men's side of things. And, you know, this is one of those things where it really wasn't the prettiest of events for the Bees, but it's still very early on in the golf season where this team can turn it around in an instant. They were able to do it last year. I mean, last year they really started hot and finished hot, but either way, I am not too worried about this team placing fourth in this event. Obviously, it's still a top five. And in their first competition, they also placed very well. I want to say it was third. So this Bees team, you know, they take a one-position back step, but nevertheless, there is no worry from me for the men's golf team because I know this team is able to play just so unbelievably well. Um, in the first episode of the school year, I went over a whole list of Fighting Bees returning golfers. And, I mean, one of those names was said today in Dylan McAleer. You know, probably not where he wanted to finish. But either way, I think he's one of those golfers for this men's team that will be a leader this year. And that seems like that's exactly what every team here at Ambrose needs, just one or two really good leaders. And McAleer can be that for the golf team. I'm sure he is. You know, I've never really gone to one of the SAU golf uh, tournaments because they're either really far away or and they're on the weekends when KALA is normally broadcasting sports. So I can only really look at stats and, you know, the scores from afterwards. But McAleer is always in the top two or three golfers for St. Ambrose, and a lot of the times he is one. So I will say, again, absolutely no worry for this Bees team because I think they're going to be great again this year. On the women's side of things, Hunter Ridge presented the Bees with a ninth-place finish out of the 10 teams competing, so definitely not the best from the women's side of the golf teams here at St. Ambrose. But once again, this is a very good team. And it's early, so we'll just have to wait and see how they really do. As a team, it was a whopping score of 163 over par, over a century's amount of strokes behind the champions in Mount Mercy, who I want to say shot a 62. Unfortunately for the Bees, no golfers were able to individually crack the top 20, with the best golfer being Kara Williams, who tied for 21st at 37 over par, just 27 strokes behind Mount Mercy's Grace Murray, who came in first. Just like the men, it wasn't the best rounds of golf that this woman's bees team has ever played, but again, it is early, and I'm still not worried because the women's team actually made the national golf tournament last year, and you know they didn't finish all that well in nationals, but you're competing against the best of the best in the country at the NAIA level. So, again, I'm not too worried. Every team is going to have a little rough game or a rough patch, and this could be the one rough patch we see the women's golf team hit. Um, Talking about golf, for me, is one of my favorite things to do on this radio show for St. Ambrose because both of these teams in the men's and women's aspects are just so good consistently and I do I do feel like these past couple of years when I talk about golf um the spring season is always when the bees are just a little bit better I'm not sure why but we'll have to wait and see if that holds true for this year until next semester so I guess really next year in 2024 spring but nevertheless I am very excited to see how these bees teams just continue to go in an upward trajectory because I am so 100% sure that they will. 
Looking ahead for SAU golf, the men's team will be competing in the Loris Golf Tri-State Classic this weekend. And for the women's, it's time to kind of regroup as they won't compete again until early October. So in that ninth out of 10 finish for the women's team, now they kind of get a little break. They get to practice a bit, kind of come together as a team a bit more than I'm sure they would have because they started so early on in the school year. But you know, a nice break for them, and then for the men's team, they get to put their foot right back on the gas pedal for, like I said, it's the Loris Tri-State Golf Invitational. Um, I'm sorry, the Loris Golf Tri-State Classic. That will be played at the Meadows Golf Club in Asbury, Iowa on the 17th, which is Sunday, and the 18th, which is Monday. I will have... um stats and scores from the Tri-State Classic in next week's episode and just hopefully the Bees can crack the top three maybe even win that'd be great and then also coming up for the Bees men's team the JV team will be going in a head-to-head against Augustana on Thursday the 21st so next Thursday from the Emus Golf Course here in Davenport. Um, you know, normally scores for the JV teams at Ambrose aren't posted, so I'm not necessarily sure if I'll be able to talk about that one, and it also might not even be done by the time I finish, or by the time Schistel Speak Sports starts, I should say. So no promise on talking JV versus Augustana, but... If the scores and stats are posted, I will definitely be talking about the Loris Golf Tri-State Classic for the men's team. Moving on ahead to our next sport, it's going to be SAU soccer. And after a slow 0-2 start for the men's soccer season, the Bees have played two games this week, both ending in ties. In the first of those two games, it was a 1-1 draw with Waldorf. The Bees would strike first off of the foot of Zach Monnet on the unassisted fifth-minute goal. Waldorf's Ansumana Sheriff would knot things up in the 44th minute, though, and it would be a deadlock from then on, neither team able to score in the second half. Overall, it wasn't the worst game for the Bees, and it was their first game without you know, having it chalked up as a loss in the early season. Obviously, it's their only third game that counts towards the regular season record books but it really is probably best that this team drew because it's a matter of you don't want to start out 0-3 if you start out 0-2-1 it's like yeah you know you still haven't won a game but at least you're inching your way closer to hitting that winning goal and you know just winning a game. The Bees would try to carry some of the draw's momentum into yesterday's game against Hannibal LaGrange, but couldn't get the win yet again as the game ended in a 2-2 draw. The Bees would go into the half with a 1-0 lead as Zach Monnet would net his second goal in as many games, once again coming in the fifth minute of action. In the second half, Sam Flello would net the Bees' second goal, taking a 2-0 lead, but Hannibal LaGrange would answer back, scoring two late goals in the second half with a draw at 2-2 for the final. So now the Bees' next game is Wednesday as they take on number 25-ranked Olivet Nazarene in Bourbonnais, Illinois at 7 o'clock p.m. 
you know, looking at it, the Bees lose their first two games. They draw their next two. I think it's time to say maybe, you know, everything will kind of carry on and the Bees will win two straight games now, especially against a ranked opponent. It would be great for the Bees to get that win. It'd be a huge momentum boost. But that one game against Olivet is the lone game that the Bees have for this week. I will have scores and stats from that game in next week's episode. For the women's Bees team, things are looking up as they grab their second straight win. The Bees' lone game of the week ended in a 3-2 win over Culver Stockton, Missouri. Stockton would score two two early goals, but Kendall Went and Lauren Bendel would net two goals for the Bees, making it a tied game at the half at two apiece. Then, in the 78th minute of action, Taylor DeSplinter netted a goal, solidifying the Bees' win. The now 2-3 and three Bees will face Indiana South Bend this Saturday at 11 o'clock a.m. on the road, and then will be on the road again next Tuesday to take on number 19 Olivet Nazarene at 7 o'clock p.m., once again from Bourbonnet, Illinois. So, two big games coming up for the Bees, both on the road and a top 25 matchup that the Bees will have to be going up against in number 19, Olivet Nazarene. So both teams having to face a ranked opponent from Olivet. Uh, Olivet has kind of seemed to be one of those schools that is sort of a fighting bee kryptonite, but I have no fear going to this game, especially for the women's team, as they definitely have seemed to kind of find their stride moving forward. And I can't wait to see how they finish out the season, really for both of these teams, just because, you know, they can turn things around right away, especially as we've seen, as I just said, the women's team is starting to. I'd like to see Mary Evans and Taylor DeSplinter, who are two of, you know, probably the better well-known Bees members of the team, just because I feel like I've said their name almost every time. Uh, I'd like to see them get going a little bit more. DeSplinter had a heck of a season last year, as did other members of the Bees teams, but she really seemed to be one of the standout members of the team. But that is going to do it for the first half of Schistel Speak Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. After this quick commercial halftime break, it'll be women's volleyball and St. Ambrose football as the main talking points with possibly tennis if we have time for it. This is Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1 and don't you dare touch that dial because this is the place to be on your Thursday evening. We'll be right back. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air saving lives. Supplies are en route. Food is coming up in the convoy uh, about a mile and a half back. Roads are somewhat passable. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. Okay, we'll deploy the communications volunteers as soon as we get to the area. We're about 30 seconds out. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Copy number one. Message number one, from Red Cross Evacuation Shelter. Can you hear us now? Antennas are up. Everything looks good. We are in communications with the Capitol. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. The Emergency Communications Center has been set up. We're on the air. Communication is good. Good job, fellas. This is W1AW out. I did it for my niece. 
Ashley was eight when my sister was arrested for drugs. Being separated from her mom was hard enough. I didn't want Ashley to have to live with a whole new family, too, so I decided to step up. I became a foster parent. Knowing I could help my niece succeed, that's the reason I did it. What would be your reason for doing foster care? Find out how you can make a difference and call Iowa Kids Net at 800-243-0756 or visit iowakidsnet.com. When my family found out I was on drugs, they were devastated. It was killing them, you know, it was killing them. It tears your family up more than it does you. My dad was frantic, and he looked at me and he said, we're not going to gamble with your life. I wanted to have my family back, and that's when my mother found Narconon. If you or someone you love has a drug or alcohol problem, call Narconon today at 1-800-468-6933 or visit us at www.stopaddiction.com. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, I know. I, I just need to finish the sales report, and then I'll lie down for a bit. But shouldn't I... No, I'll be fine. You wouldn't ignore this, so why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly has trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Davenport and K291 BP Bettendorf at 106.1 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1. This is the second half of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speak Sports, and as always, I am your host, Ryan Schistel. In the first half of tonight's episode, I talked about the seasons for both the SAU golf and soccer teams for both the men's and women's aspect of things. Now now in the back half of the episode, it's women's volleyball and St. Ambrose football, and once again, with a little SAU tennis if we have time for it. Let's kick things off on the volleyball court for the women. The women's volleyball team currently sits at an 8-8 overall record on the season after going 4-3 this past week. The Fighting Bees defeated Indiana South Bend, Goshen, St. Francis, Illinois, and Clark while getting handed losses from Concordia, Michigan, Indiana Southeast, and Indiana Tech. Most recently, though, it was against Clark, and it was a three-game-to-two finish from Dubuque. After handily taking Game 1, Clark would go on to take Games 2 and 3 of the match from the Bees. Up against the wall, down two games to nothing. I'm sorry, two games to one. The Bees handled business in game four, and then in the deciding game five, the Bees won it 15 to 12. It was an overall great effort from the Bees as a team, as they played quite well. As a team, the Bees had 59 kills in the match, with Mackenzie Grafton and Meredith Umland tying for a team high 16 kills. After a wild season start, the Bees have one match this week against Governor State from University Park, Illinois, on Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Good luck to the Bees and beat the Jaguars. And when I say it was a crazy start for the Bees, I mean it was absolutely nuts. 
these past two weeks, I think the Bees have played seven matches per week. And yes, they're not all on a different day of the week, and they're not playing every day. But, I mean, the Bees have been in a lot of tournaments where they're playing four matches in two days, and that's going to be draining both physically and mentally with such a wild start to the season. So it's probably a really good thing for the Fighting Bees that now they only get one matchup this week because... I would want a break if I were them. I mean, it's a small break, but it is a break. And Governor State is a conference opponent. The Bees are currently 2-1 in the conference, which is the CCAC. And, you know, the CCAC for women's volleyball is unbelievably tough. There are a lot of just very good teams in the CCAC. And I think that's really a well-known thing. But looking at the standings right now, the Bees are in a four-way tie for second place of the CCAC at 2-1. They are a game and a half back from Judson. Joining the Bees in the four-way tie are St. Xavier, St. Francis of Illinois, and Trinity Christian, with a lot of schools right behind them. I mean, the farthest school back is Governor State, who the Bees will be playing this week, the Jaguars are 0-3 in the conference, so they are two games back from St. Ambrose. Hopefully the Bees can keep uh, the Jaguars' winless conference streak alive right now as that is going to be a huge matchup for them, and it is the only time that the Bees will be seeing Governor State in the regular season. So we'll have to wait and see what goes on in that matchup. Tuesday. Again, that is Tuesday from University Park at 7 o'clock p.m. So again, good luck to the Fighting Bees. Go out and beat the Jaguars at their own place. The next sport I have to talk about is the SAU football team. And after the third game of the season for the Fighting Bees, this team sits with a record of 0-3. Last Saturday, it was a 45-26 finish from the D2 Upper Iowa Peacock Stadium in Fayette, Iowa. The Bees now turn their attention to 0-1 Siena Heights as the team will travel to Adrian, Michigan this weekend for an 11 a.m. start. Sadly, KALA will not be broadcasting this game, but if you want to watch or listen in, I'm sure Siena Heights will have some sort of live stream going for this game somewhere, as most teams do nowadays. Although it's still early in the season, this feels like, and it really is, a must-win game for the Bees, as you really don't want to start the season 0-4. It seems like it'd be really a way to spoil your season early on. One thing I'll say for the Bees is bring the fire. I mean, it seems like when the, the Bees are never hyped up to even really start the game. You know, the Bees will be on the field, they'll be standing on the sideline, and, you know, they'll kind of be, some of the guys will be jumping around, they'll be patting each other on the helmets, on the shoulder pads, just kind of, you know, saying, hey, let's go win this game. But it just kind of never seems like they're too hyped up to be on the field, and they just kind of wait to get out there and play the game when other teams, especially teams like Taylor and a team like Upper Iowa, You know, they were jumping around. They were getting the crowd into it early on from start to finish, even when the Bees did have a lead. And that 
kind of played a factor because Taylor's crowd got into it late in the game. The Bees end up dropping that game narrowly. You know, the, it was 17 to 14. The Bills, the Bees were trailing at halftime from Upper Iowa. So a very winnable game for the Bees. But the Peacocks came out. They brought the fire. They brought energy. They got the crowd into it because it was a packed house. And I think that definitely paid, played some kind of factor into that game and why it ended up being a 45-26 to finish and why Upper Iowa came out and kind of dominated the second half of play against the Fighting Bees. After this game, the Bees will return home, and I don't want to say 100% certainty, but I will say 99.9% certainty that the Bees, when they come back home, will have KALA back on the call, and I'm sure it'll be just like the first home game of the season where KALA will be partnering with the Fighting Bee Network, the live stream site, to broadcast a game and have audio on both the live stream and the radio broadcast. So with only a couple minutes left in this week's episode, let's take a look at the SAU tennis teams. Last time I talked about SAU tennis, it was not a good start for either team, uh, the men's team, were 0-1 last time I talked about them. They now sit at 2-1. On Friday, September 8th, the Bees swept Monmouth by a score of 9-0 from Monmouth. In singles, I mean, once again, it was a clean sweep. And realistically, now that I look at the sweep, oh boy, was it a good one. Not one member from Monmouth even won a game within their matches and their sets. Six to nothing across the board in singles play for all five of these six singles matches. Lang won his match against uh, Monmouth because of forfeit. Monmouth didn't have a player. In terms of double competition, it was the same thing. Both B's doubles groups won their matches by scores of 8 to nothing, so clean sweeps there, as Lang and Connor Liebforth, who actually went to my high school, which I learned recently, I want to say was over this past summer, um, they won their match by forfeit because, again, Monmouth had no players. So the Bees would move to 1-1 one one on the year in terms of men's tennis, and then... And the Bees' most recent matchup that at least has a score posted, it was a 5-2 victory over Loris for the Bees. In that matchup, in terms of doubles, Laum and Rake won their doubles matchup for the Bees, as did Garcia and Febris. Unfortunately, Lang and Liebforth lost their doubles match 6-4, to Loris, but the Bees do take that 2-1. to one. In singles, Lelm, Rake, Febris, Garcia, all won their singles matchups. Liebforth and Lang both lost their singles to Henry Kondo and Sean Gelski. But the Bees do hold on strong, and they win 5-2. to two. Looking ahead for the men's tennis team, they'll be competing against Grandview tomorrow at noon from Des Moines, Iowa. After that, they'll get a little bit of a break until the 23rd of September 
I'll have more on the Grandview matchup if scores and stats are posted next week. Looking at the women's tennis team now, it has been continued struggles as the Bees lost 6-3 at Monmouth and 6-1 at Loris in that Monmouth matchup. It was not very good in singles match. Owens and Pender were the only two out of these six competitions to win for SAU. And then in terms of doubles, it was Jones and Baxter to win their duos matchup, but only one of two from the Bs to make it that final score of 6-3. And then in the Loris matchup, which was 6-1, the solo win came in terms of singles play and the lone singles win for the bees came from Owens. She won six to one in the second set, one to nothing in the third, and lost the first six to three. So hopefully the women's tennis team can get back on track soon as they are 0 3. They will take on North Park from Davenport at noon this Sunday, and then they will not play again until the 22nd. So that is going to do it for this week's episode of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD2 106.1. I've been your host, Ryan Schistel, as always. As always, past episodes of this program can be found on KALA streaming sites such as Spotify. Just look up Schistel Speak Sports. For those who don't know how to spell my last name, it is S-C-H-I-E-S-T-E-L. Good luck to the men's golf team, both soccer teams, and the football teams as they play this week, as well as the men's and women's tennis teams. For the women's golf team, enjoy some time off, get back at it with your teammates on the practice courses, playing wherever you do, and I can't wait to talk about your guys' season when you guys get back to play. I'll be back next Thursday at 6.30 p.m. for another episode Once again, you've been listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. I'm Ryan Schistel. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and go Bees.